BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Stacy Savage of Savage Master, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Andy Weisberg. And Casey Moss, and we are Eyes of One, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now, let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. We have some great new music on today's episode. But before we get into that, before we get into some interviews with some up-and-coming musicians, some younger musicians. Listen, I'm old. Everyone's younger and up-and-coming when, when you compare them to me. But uh, yeah, before we do that, before we get into the new stuff, the up-and-coming stuff, let's listen to some classic stuff, all right? So we're going to hit some Y&T right now. Classic, Mean Street, love this song, going way back to the day. And then we are going to come back and we're going to hear from some folks such as Casey and Andy from a great band called Eyes of One. And also we're going to hear from Stacy, and she is in Savage, uh, Savage Master, a great, great band. Uh, two, two bands I'm really excited about that I, as of like three weeks ago, knew nothing about. So stay tuned for that. And again, right now, on Talking Metal, with Mark Striegel, that's me, this is Mean Street by Y&T.
What you just heard was Mean Street by the band Y&T, and they recently added a addition, a new bass player to the lineup, the classic Y&T, now playing with Aaron Lee, who has been on Talking Metal before and is a part of Frank Hannon's band, the Frank Hannon Band. Uh, Frank Hannon, of course, known for his work with Tesla. And Aaron, of the Frank Hannon Band, is in Y&T now. And if you can follow that, we'll add a little more to it. Aaron also was recently in the studio with a band called Eyes of One. And on the show today, again, we have Casey and Andy from that band. Eyes of One are um, really catching my ear. I'm digging what I'm hearing by this band. Aaron did a great job with the band, mixing the band, and and working on their album, and Casey and Andy definitely have some some chops when it comes to songwriting and musicianship, so we're going to hear from those guys in just a bit, uh, but before we do that, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening to today's episode, and yeah, it's just always great doing these, I, I have so much fun doing Talking Metal some sad news we heard recently. Uh, Prince, the great musician, songwriter, guitar player, genius in my opinion. I know maybe some metalheads don't like him. I love him. I thought he was just phenomenal. I'm shocked to hear that he's gone and saddened. I, I did see Prince in concert back on, uh, uh, back in like the late '80s. What was it? Alphabet Street? Was that the tour? I, yeah, it was like back then, and he was he was excellent. I saw him at the Philly, uh, the Spectrum in Philly, 
and man, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss uh, knowing that Prince is around, and he's left us with so much great work. A lot of which never really was on the radio. I mean, sure, he had a lot of radio hits, but man, look at his catalog. It's just massive, and there's so much great stuff, undiscovered stuff to for people who maybe only listen to his uh, his radio friendly tracks. And nothing against those tracks because they're they're great. But I'm shocked. I, I, you know, they said he was sick. I know he made an emergency landing when he when he was uh, flying on a private jet back to uh, to Minneapolis. He made an emergency landing, um, and that was in Illinois where he made an emergency landing. And there was he tweeted something weird like the transformation has begun. Then he also said some weird cryptic stuff at at, a, at his last concert because after the emergency landing. He then played the next night or maybe two nights later. And then I think he canceled two shows after that. I, I don't know. I don't know. All the details are st- still coming in. I'm recording this actually on the day that, that uh, it was announced that he has passed on. Um, I know at one of his last concerts he said, hold your prayers for a few days and made said something kind of like some prolific is that the word i don't know prof prof prof, uh, prophecy uh, statement not prolific prophecy statement um about holding your prayers uh for him for a few days which is also kind of creepy so i i don't know what happened i'm i'm curious maybe by the time i post this podcast we'll we'll already know if uh, if he just had a bad case of the flu and he didn't get to the doctor in time or if there was something bigger going on here don't know don't know sad sad uh i remember talking with john bouvard bouvard i think that was his name right john bouvard he was uh in the plasmatics he wrote some songs with kiss worked with the ramones he was on talking metal once and he was a friend of prince uh prince's and i asked i asked him when he was on about prince and and you know john basically told us that prince was a guy who dug hard rock and heavy metal well maybe not heavy metal but hard rock harder rock stuff from the late 60s and 70s you know hendrix he was really into zeppelin and and stuff like that he really dug that stuff he had foo fighters we know we know he liked uh, the foo fighters even jammed with dave grohl once and covered um best of you by the foo fighters so he liked you know guitar driven hard rock music and he combined that sound. You can hear that on in his guitar playing on certain songs. He was a great, great guitar player. And some of those guitar solos he would do sounded absolutely hard rock. His guitar tone. He was able to do the funky stuff, but he was also able to bust out a, a overdriven, hard solo, uh, you know, that rates up there with all the best hard rock and heavy metal guitar players. Um, so yeah, sad, sad news and, uh, man, Prince gone at the age of 57. So let's, uh, keep going here. Let's, let's, uh, hear a little Frank Hannon band right now featuring Aaron Lee. This is the picture by Frank Hannon. Draw 
burning down And it's out of sight At the speed of sound I cry out for the nations They're trying to survive People dying from starvation With lies in their eyes I got the picture Picture by the Frank Hannon Band featuring Aaron Lee on bass. We're now going to get into a band that Aaron worked with uh, on, on their most recent record. The band is Eyes of One, and we're going to hear about their new record, which is currently out. We're going to hear some of the new music that Aaron worked on with them. Casey and Andy are the two guys who are going to talk to us right now coming up on Talking Metal. So let's get into Eyes of One. The new album is called Beneath the Truth. It's out now. Go pick it up. And uh, yeah, Casey Moss too. One of these, one of the guys out of this band who we're gonna speak with is a, a big time actor. He stars on Days of Our Lives, 
the biggest one of the one of the biggest soap operas of all time uh so there you go so here we are this again is called only one it's a sound sample go by the full track on itunes and right after this little sound sample of the song only one by eyes of one we will hear from two of the members of this band casey and andy It's Mark Striegel of the Talking Metal Podcast, and on the line with me tonight, we have two guys from an, an up-and-coming band, Casey Moss and Andy Weisberg. Am I saying that right, Andy? You are. Yeah, yes. and and the, the band is Eyes of One. My, my buddy Aaron sent this over to me, your, your album. The album is Beneath the Truth, and... You know, I get a lot of links from people, and and most of them end up in my my trash bin uh, in email. But you know, I know Aaron, so I was like, eh, I'll click on this and see what it's all about. And dudes, it's great. I was really surprised. I really like it. It's uh, 
solid. It's not typical. Um, and uh, you guys are doing something interesting. So I wanted to get you on the podcast and introduce you to my to my listeners. Let's let's give me a little history on the band because I really know basically nothing about you guys except you worked with Aaron in the studio. So can you can you give me just maybe the ninety second, the two minute version of the band bio? Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, first off, I want to say thank you. Oh, you really bet. appreciate that. Yeah, we put a lot of heart and work into this record. Um, we we formed the band about three years ago. I was in a different band, and we kind of met off Craigslist. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Not not in the dude seeking dude sense. Yeah. Just so we're clear. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's a big misconception. Right. <laughs> but um, we uh, I eventually went separate ways with that band. And me and Andy were like, well, well, let's do something together. We didn't have a singer at the time. Right. Um, we were both playing guitar. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. And Andy said, well, I mean, why don't you go ahead and sing? And I've always wanted to sing. And right. it kind of just came out that way. Cool. And you and Andy, like I, I was watching videos of you guys playing live. There was obviously, I believe, four people on stage, right? But then on the Facebook page, I saw a picture of just three guys, two of them being you guys. So who, what is the official band lineup besides you guys? Uh, the official. I originally started with me and Casey, right. and then uh, we wrote the songs, and then took it to uh, my good buddy Joe Herrera, um, who was an MI grad, and we brought him on board for drums. Yeah, and he's been on board ever since. So he's he's definitely part of the part of the gig now. Um, we have a we have a kind of fill in semi permanent bass player right now. A okay. good friend of ours, actually from our old project, mm-hmm. uh, Charles Horan, oh. who really holds that down. So. We got a funny thing about him. We we kind of wish his name was uh his <laughs> middle name B. was B. <laughs> Charles B. Horn. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, but yeah, it's 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 three locked in as a group, and then uh Charles is kind of along for the ride right now. Okay, cool. And my friend Aaron Lee, who's just a, a great dude and plays bass with Frank Hannon from Tesla, and he, he just told me he scored a gig with Y&T. He's playing bass with them now, which is which is yeah. Cool. Yeah, we went to the show last night. Oh, really? How was it? It was killer, man. Yeah, wow. yeah, they killed it. Yeah, it's it's great for him. But um, he he's a great dude, and I know him mostly as as a bass player, and he also has great like singer songwriter vibe going with his acoustic guitar when he does that type of stuff. But how, how did you guys meet Aaron, and how and how did he get involved with the record? Uh, okay, well, first we 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 started writing songs, and then uh, we really got caught up in the everybody telling us how to write our song deal. Right. And it drove us nuts. It's almost to the point where, like, we didn't really want to do it anymore, yeah. you know, because we were so confused. Yeah. So we stopped listening to everyone. I dug into Pro Tools a little bit, got some training, and then we kind of said, F it. We wrote our songs ourselves. We produced it ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I believe it kind of sounds different than everybody. Yeah. Um, we didn't listen to anyone. So and then, uh, then we met Aaron through a, a mutual friend. Who said that Aaron happens to mix stuff, okay. you know, and, and produces? So we recorded everything at our studio, and then we sent it up to Aaron, uh, having never met him before, and just hope, you know, just trusting him. And uh, he blew that shit up, man. Yeah, he brought that thing to life. It was cool. really impressive. Cool. And I mean, the production on the on the record again, beneath the truth, 
does sound great. Uh, but also the musicianship and I, and the songwriting. And so let's talk a little bit about that. I, what I'm hearing is is like kind of a modern production, a modern sound. But I also hear, you know, I'm an older guy. I grew up in the 80s with, you know, bands like Tesla and Queensryche and, you know, yeah. Metallica, Motley Crue. But I'm, I'm hearing like there's certain sounds I'm like, wow, this is almost reminiscent of like a uh, uh, obscure Queensryche song off of like Rage for Order or something like that. And you guys are kind of like younger dudes. So talk to me about the influences. I mean, I'm guessing it's not just all old school stuff. There must be some, some new stuff in the mix there, but let's, let's cover it all. Who, who do you guys feel influences the band? Um, fuck, fuck, that's hard. Well, is, uh, vocally. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny when I wanted to be a singer, uh, the first thing I, I developed was the 80s scream. Right, okay. And that's kind of <laughs> how my, I don't know, it's what, what my voice turned into. We figured it out because we used to get drunk, and then we would go out, and he would just walk down Sunset Strip doing an 80s scream, hoping people <laughs> right. were listening. <laughs> and then we realized he could do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, Jeff Tate. Um, of course, Sebastian Bach, right, David right, Draymond. Right, right. So, w- what we wanted to do with this was create more of a of a modern production, more modern guitar, but have like an old style vocal to it. Okay. Um, and I think that's what you, that's what you're picking up on. But we listen to all new stuff. Um, of course, we grew up on the old stuff because of our parents. Yeah. Yeah, they were our parents were Sunset Strip rats, you know. So, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're we're '90s kids. Um, yeah. We grew up on the the Van Halens and the, the Motley Crue and cool. yeah. that whole scene, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you were talking about musicianship. That's what we grew up on. So you know, we take pride in you know, in in, in those artists, you know, that really nailed that. Right. You know, and but that style. as far as like some of the, you know, going past the '80s into the '90s, the 2000s, what bands do you guys like from that era? Uh, well, growing up, I was uh. Early 90s, I was into the kind of the pop punk thing, mm-hmm. you know, and the grungy little bit, you know, a little bit of Nirvana. Uh, Some 41. Yeah, that whole, like Some 41, uh, sure. kind of the Warped Tour scene. Yeah. I kind of grew up on that, and then uh, I evolved into the, 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 the Screamo came out. Okay. All that, and like the Treyu, I, I fell into that, and then I fell really much into like Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit style. Okay, cool. And then, you know, music is kind of where it's at from that. You know, I think it kind of got confused from that, but how about you, you, Casey? Um, well, as a guitar player, um, I, I grew up, you know, learning, of course, all the Eddie stuff, all the Randy Rhodes stuff, all the George Lynch. Um, and I was, I was always a fan of of those style vocals and, you know, growing up, it's like, man, fuck, I want to be able to sound like that. The first time I saw the movie Rockstar. Yeah. it's like fuck i want to sound like still dragon and yeah. i mean bands like that oh, yeah. and vocals like that is what really got me going you know really turned me on so to speak cool uh, well i want to circle back and talk more about the record but casey I, I wanted to you know ask you i mean you have what appears to be a real successful career as as an actor and i mean um you're you're on days of our lives a major soap opera that's been on for years i used to watch it when i was a kid um, yeah and uh how did how did how did that all come about? Because it sounds like you've been were you a musician first and foremost, or were you an act, kind of simultaneously? Um, how did oh. did they overlap? Yeah, actually, um, I mean, I've been I've been playing guitar since I was ten, and I moved out here for no actually specific reason, Los Angeles. 
And uh, I met a casting director, very big one, um, and she enjoyed my guitar playing. And then she said, well, have you ever thought about acting? I said, no, I think it'd be something fun, though. And I uh, got into acting classes. I got, you know, um, lucky with management and booked the show within probably six months. So it kind of just happened. So when you moved out there, was it more like you moved out there as a musician? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I I only acted for maybe six seven months before booking the show. Right. So it kind of happened real fast. But um, were you moving out there in search of of a music career though, as opposed to an acting career? Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. Acting kind of just it, it just happened, and it's I mean it's it, it's been positive so far. Cool. Same. Johnny Depp has the same story. You know, he moved out there to be a, a musician. You know, and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only now we're kind of seeing him back on stage uh, playing guitar, which is cool. But uh, excellent. So, Beneath the Truth, the record is out, right? It's currently available on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere. Yeah, all that. All that. And can you out. get a physical CD of, of the record if you wanted to? Uh, we're going to release a physical CD for the first time uh, on May 4th. Uh, we're actually opening for Still Panther at the Fonda Theater. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that'll be the first time that we have the actual physical copy at our merch table. So that'll be exciting for us. Yeah. Excellent. And then eventually it'll be printed. Yeah. Right. So. Okay. And are there plans to tour? Are you guys, I mean, with your, with your career, career and stuff, Casey, are you able to get out and, and do gigs across the country? Um, uh, well, the thing is what, what I've, what I've been told is that a lot of touring is scheduled way, way in advance. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously I, I would, I would love to, you know, go out and go tour for a year. Um, but we will have to see what, how that, how that all works out. And because, but the thing is I have enough time off the show to where when I'm on my breaks, <clears throat> we can go wherever. Right. You know, I work three weeks on one to two weeks off. Okay. So, cool. in between yeah. those times. Very good. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, it's also, uh, you know, since releasing the album, which essentially was the, the main starting point of, of the band. Yeah. Um, took about a year to figure out what we wanted to do, really. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we've only played two shows since okay. the release of it. You know, right. now we're, you know, it was kind of funny. We were joking. We, it's like we did two whiskey shows and we were just heading across the street to the, to the fund. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a big jump. So. Right. You know, we're we're really just kind of waiting. We're letting it all play out, you know, with touring and all that. You know, the cool. the right opportunity will present itself. Yeah. And and Casey in the live setting, I mean, I think I was watching some of the clips from the whiskey show last month on on YouTube, and and you're playing guitar for most of the set or all the set. Yeah, I I drop a guitar for three songs. Three songs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Three songs. Cool. Cool, great. And again, the record is Beneath the Truth. It's out now. We encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to give it a listen, pick it up. Where's the best best place that the listeners can reach out to you guys online? Is it Facebook, Twitter? Facebook would definitely be the best one. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll have that linked through, through today's show notes on, on TalkingMetal.com. And what song can we play for the Talking Metal listeners to take us out here? Damn, what kind of mood are you in? You're mine, bro. The key. Yeah, yeah play the, the key. The key, is a, the key is a good one, definitely. Um, the banger. Yeah, let's, let's do that. This is The Key by Eyes of One on Talking Metal. Thanks, guys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Cool. Hold on one second, guys. All right.
what you just heard was the song The Key by Eyes of One. Big thanks to Casey and Andy from the band Eyes of One for joining us here on Talking Metal. Go support these guys, like their Facebook page, go buy the music on iTunes and give them some props. I think they're they're doing some some cool stuff. Big thanks to Aaron for hooking up that interview. Aaron Lee, that is, from the Hank Frank Hannon band and from YNT. Right now we're gonna keep the things uh, keep the music going with a little Savage Master. And right after this song, we're going to hear from the singer of Savage Master, Stacy Savage. This is the title track off the new record with Whips and Chains. Check it out. Go buy the full track on iTunes. And then after that, we'll hear from Stacy Savage from the band Savage Master. Hey, this is Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and calling in on the line, we have Stacy Savage of Savage Master. How are you, Stacy? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for calling in to uh, to speak with us here on the Talking Metal podcast. Uh, Dustin sent over the forthcoming record with whips and chains, and I really was impressed with it. I, I think the sound is vintage and classic and the way heavy metal should sound the songwriting's great love your voice and just was really in general excited by the record and wanted to talk to you about your band savage master for someone like me who doesn't really know much about you guys could you possibly give me like the cliff note version of your bio you know in in you know a minute or two sure 
Yeah, um, we formed in uh, October 2013. Um, Adam and I uh, were just, you know, we met through a mutual friend, and we were both, he wanted to look, he was looking for a band with a, he wanted a female vocalist to do a heavy metal band, and I was looking for a band that I could sing for, so it, it really just worked out great, and we had a lot of similar tastes, um, you know, I sent him some of my singing, and he liked it. Um, so we, you know, he, he, uh, knew a lot of, uh, a lot of musicians from, uh, working in the music scene for years and, uh, he put together the rest of the band and, uh, we got, we got together, got our ideas together and kind of, you know, here we are today, um, getting ready to go to Europe and, you know, release our second album. So we're, we're really excited. Cool. And you guys are from Louisville, Kentucky. Is there a big metal scene in that area? Yeah, we, we're in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I think the metal scene here is growing. Um, it's, it's really not like, um, a big scene you see in a lot of bigger cities, but, um, I think that, um, people are, are, you know, getting more interested in a lot of people are forming bands and stuff around here now. Cool. And as you mentioned, with Whips and Chains uh, is is the the second album. And when when can we expect this uh, on iTunes and in the stores? Um, will it will be out on uh, May thirteenth um, in the U.S. and Canada? It'll be out a little bit earlier in Europe, uh, April twenty second. And yeah, it's on iTunes. Um, Amazon is doing pre orders. Um, so right now they're doing pre-orders, so you can even go ahead and order it now if you'd like. Cool. Now, the first record back in 2014 was Mask of the Devil. How has the band evolved and, and changed since that time? I, I believe there's a, a, a some additional new members, not additional, some new members <clears throat> involved in, in the new record. Can you just tell us... Um, what the main difference in the lineup is between this record and the last record? Yeah. Um, well, we, you know, we've always kind of from the beginning, uh, <laughs> had trouble with bassists. Um, you know, the first bassist we started with dropped off before we even played a show. So <laughs> then we, and you know, we, we went through a few bassists before we finally found, um, right. Brandon Brown, who's doing our bass right now. Um, and then we, um, our last record, we had Eric McManus on drums, but, um, he also left the band and we got a new drummer, Zach Harris. And he's, he's really added a lot. He has a lot of passion for what we're doing. And, um, he, I don't know, like he just uh, makes the drum parts a lot more solid and more complicated and just more, you know, driven. And it, it's just really good for us. Cool. And and one thing I think I mentioned earlier that I notice about the 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 album with Whips and Chains is the production has this raw vintage sound um which is, to me is exciting and and uh I love the fact that you guys don't get sucked into kind of that really contemporary stale sound that um you know happens to a lot of good bands they get in the studio and the production just kind of kills kills the vibe um how do you stay true to that vintage authentic heavy metal sound in the studio are there things that are done like with the recording 
process? Like, do you record to tape? Do you avoid, you know, certain things that will uh, make you sound like uh, the new Disturbed record? Yeah, um, well, I guess both I'm talking of the technically, you know, technically yeah. what, what is done in the studio. Well, the both both of the albums um, we recorded in the same studio, which is here in town. Um, it's called Wax and Tape Studio, so yes, it is recorded to tape. And um, we just really, what we, all of our influences are kind of, you know, like, we like a lot of, like, you know, 70s hard rock, and then we like um, a lot of the, like, new wave of British heavy metal and a lot of 80s classic, right. you know, heavy metal. So we want our sound to reflect that. We want it to be kind of in that realm of, like, you know, having like kind of a warmer, like live and real kind of sound as opposed to going in the studio and getting it really polished and ending up sounding like a machine made it or something like that. Does the band, does the band play live in the studio? Um, well, we each individually lay our tra- own tracks, but um, we just, we try not to, you know, do anything to the tracks that we couldn't do live. So, gotcha. you know, we try to keep that. I guess that's what I mean by the live feel. Um. <clears throat> right. I hear you. And the the band, which I think this is, you know, your self, a self-description of the band is a cult heavy metal. Uh, is that is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of the songs uh, on the new record, looking for for sacrifice and Satan's crown. I mean, these are definitely, there's definitely occult lyrics all over the, the new record, which again is called with whips and chains. Um, do you have an interest in the occult? Is it, it is a, a real thing for you guys, or is it more of a, just kind of a, a fun uh, aspect of, of it all? It's really both for us. Um, we, we really, um, We've been writing about that stuff since, you know, the first record and we um we got have a lot of kind of views that go along with it, but also we really like horror movies, so it kind of goes into that too. We you know, it's kind of like a whole world of, you know, it kind of mixes fun with like actual personal beliefs. So it's, you know, it's kind of a blend of the two. Cool. And what's up next for you guys? I know you have some stuff overseas, right? Yeah, we do. Um, Before we head out overseas, we're going to play the Spring Bash in um, Wisconsin. Oh, cool. That'll be April 22nd. Um, And then about a week later, we're heading to Europe. Um, We're going to be playing Germany for Keep It True Festival. Um, then we'll be heading to Holland. We'll have a few more dates in Germany, then Austria, and then Switzerland. And then we'll be doing a U.S. tour. So, um, yeah, we're this will be our first time overseas, so we're very excited. Um, we've got a lot of support over there, especially in Germany. So we're really looking forward to going over there and meeting our fans and exploring a new place. Um, uh, for me and Brandon and Larry and the band, um, our bassist and guitarist, uh, it'll be our first time in Europe. So it's going to be, you know, 
I, I, you know, just a great experience, I'm sure. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of times I hear from these bands that go over there for the first time. It's very different, you know, culturally. So it should be exciting for you guys to experience that. And Germany is one of those places where, you know, heavy metal, it's never died, but in, in the States, especially, we've seen ups and downs in its popularity. But over there, it's been just strong ever since the, uh, and consistent ever since the 80s. So uh, it's no surprise that, that, they're embracing your sound over there. Yeah, I've heard the same thing from lots of people about Germany. Cool, excellent. And uh, yeah, it's been great checking in with you. I appreciate you coming on and, and introducing yourself and the band to the Talking Metal listeners. Um, before we let you go, who are some of your all-time favorite bands? Um, some of my all-time favorite bands would be Rainbow, Deep Purple, Obviously, Black Sabbath, like, but um, I like a lot of the Ozzy Osbourne stuff as well. Um, I have all kinds of favorite bands, you know, and like uh, Candlemass. Cool. Um, and Warlock. I have to mention Warlock. Cool. And when did you first discover heavy metal and hard rock music? Um, well, since I was a, you know, I was in my mom's stomach going to hard rock shows <laughs> so so your parents you know, were fans I, yeah um yeah my parents always listened to the classic rock radio um, i mean they didn't really they had a few cds like a handful they didn't really delve super deep into it but um so i've always been exposed to hard rock and then whenever i was in high school i started hearing more of the um like heavy metal stuff from my friends let me borrow cds and stuff like that cool. good stuff Excellent. Cool. Thanks again for checking in with us today. We're going to play some of the the tracks for the Talking Metal listeners, and we'll try to promote you guys as much as possible. Cool. Thanks for having me. Okay. Good luck with everything.
What you just heard was the song Dark Light of the Moon by Savage Master. A big thanks to Stacy for joining us on Talking Metal. To see some pictures of Stacy, visit today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. We'll have uh, pictures of, of her up there and links to where you can buy the new album With Whips and Chains by Savage Master. Cool sound. I like their, their kind of retro heavy metal sound there. Exciting stuff. Two great new bands, Eyes of One and Savage Master on the podcast today. So now that we did that, let's end with some old school shit. You guys know I'm old. I like the old school stuff. This is some classic Armored Saint. This is called Nervous Man off the Delirious Nomad album. Love this album. Great stuff. Catch you next time, guys. Please show your support by using our Amazon links. You know how that works. Send me a PayPal donation. I could use uh, a couple extra bucks in my pocket. All right. Thanks, guys. Keep supporting what we do here. And this, again, is Nervous Man by Armored Saint. Go support Armored Saint by buying it on iTunes. Later. Later.